This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today, we're starting our nerdy month by discussing... uh, Wait, you've never seen Silicon Valley? Is it Silicon Valley or Silicon Valley? It's Silicon, right? Silicon would have an E at the end. That's like the stuff you put in your Silicon. It's like a convention for silly things, like silly putty, <laughs> silly string. I see. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not good at stuff like that. I will defer to you. Silicone. Silicon. Silicon. We're going with silicon. Silicon. Silicon Valley. Silicon. I don't know. The old SV, as people call it. Nobody calls it that. So <laughs> um. So up front, there's some mentions of uh, Asperger's, autism, suicide, and they use the R word, which is ableist against people with developmental disabilities. That's all. So what three things did you expect from this television program? Um, I expected Dude Bros in Silicon Valley, California. Let me just clap. I'm going to interrupt you by clapping. They all work in the tech industry. Okay. They complain about not having girlfriends. <laughs> okay, so, so did you think you would like this? Not really. I gave it two stars. Ooh. Um, okay. Do bros aren't really up my alley. I mean, I, I think we had the idea for doing Nerd Month. And then I'm like, oh, and it also, you know, it's on the air now, right this very minute. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this as... As we release them. Yes. Um, I didn't... Anyway, there's a reason, I thought, besides the fact that it falls in line with our, with other nerdy things. Okay. There's a reason I included this, but... I did honestly hesitate. But again, this podcast is all about us torturing each other with things we would never watch. That's true. <laughs> we have Phantom of the Opera on deck. <laughs> what is your one sentence IMDB summary for this television show? Dude Bros, Dude Broing It Up, and Dude Bro Central. Did you at least like the phrase, uh, the new word uh, that was coined, I think, in this show, programmers? I did like programmers. That was funny. <laughs> programmers, pretty good. Okay, so Silicon Valley, 2014, dash. Current. Current. Um, TVMA, about 28 minutes a show. It's a comedy this show follows the struggle of Richard Hendricks, a Silicon Valley engineer trying to build his own company called Pied Piper. Hmm. There's no reason anyone would watch that based on that summary, but okay. Right. 
Also, Pied Piper involves rats, which doesn't make it very appealing. Right? The Pied Piper led the rats away from the town. Yeah. But it's a mu- it started as a music... It's a music search engine. Mm. So the idea, you know... I gotcha. There's lots of unappealing things about... Have we seen the logo yet? I don't know. Not that we're ever going to see the logo. But anyway, before I get further off track, <laughs> how did things meet or not? Your expectations. So I expected the main characters to be more like the programmers in that level of dude bro intensity. Mm. I didn't expect them to be like the... Um, like the nerd among nerds, you know what I mean? There's a Zuckerbergian quality to uh, Richard Hendricks, the main, <laughs> the main character. Um, they did all work in the tech industry. At this point in the story, they don't seem too concerned about not having girlfriends. Um, they seem more concerned in getting their ideas off the ground. Um, so I don't think they like. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, but somebody called for a stripper and they were like complete, like they had no idea what to do, which freaked I mean, them out. <laughs> honestly, you're going to act differently around a stripper than you would around like a, um, like a stripper performing her services instead of a person you're taking out on a date. That person could be a stripper, but she's not performing her services at that time. Right. Um, there's also, since you brought up the stripper, there's also a really weird, like, aspect to, like, do I want to be around my male friends, who are not only my friends, but also my coworkers, in, like, a strange sexual situation? It's odd. Why do, and maybe this is a, an urban legend or something that just happens in TV shows and movies, okay. do, do people really have business meetings at strip clubs? And in the situation like you're talking about, like, do you really want to be in a strip club with some people you're going to do business with? You see what I'm saying? So I've never been in that sort of situation. But I have definitely been in situations where uh, a client is trying to woo the company I work for by taking you to uh, a steakhouse, mm-hmm. which really works on me since I'm a vegan. <laughs> uh, or, like, sets up a whole, like, bar crawl that's specifically designed for, like, you know, like, we have these various stops, and you go to these, the, the, the people at the bar waiting, you know, know that you're part of this, you know, conference or whatever that's pushing some sort of products or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, they're, they're decide, they're decidedly not, you know, they avoid something like a strip club. And I, I, I can only assume that like sexual harassment policies and, you know, inappropriateness has a whole lot to do with that, that that's not a thing anymore. Or, uh, maybe I'm not in the sort of business that would um you know i mean uh right now i'm a creative director and i make things look nice and so maybe (laughs) 
Do you direct creativity? <laughs> I do. It sounds sounds really fun. It is. I love my job. Good. Anyway, we're getting off way off topic. Yes, because we were talking about how they don't seem to be too concerned about having not having girlfriends because they don't even know what to do around a stripper, which got us off on a tangent. Yes. Um. Yeah. So since the since the main characters weren't as super dude broy as I was expecting, I liked it a little bit more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure as the show progresses and they get more hoity-toity with this Pied Piper business, they might get a little more intolerable. But at this point in time, I gave it um, three stars. It actually went up. Yeah, I said I liked it. Uh, I liked well, it more than I thought I would. Excellent. I'm happy. So, can we talk about the stereotypical awkward nerd party at the beginning of the show featuring one Richie, no, featuring one Robert Kid Rock Richie? <laughs> like, it always surprises me to hear um, people who use other names to hear, like, their real names. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eminem. Kid Rock. Mathers. What's uh, what's The Rock. Um, Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers. Is Eminem. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. That just seems like a fake name, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it kind of made me laugh. Like, he wasn't billed as Kid Rock. He was billed as Robert, uh, apostrophe, quote, Kid Rock Richie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you gotta hand it to the balls on a on a guy like Sting or a woman like Madonna and Cher mm-hmm. because they go all in on their one name. Mm-hmm. You don't hear Gordon Sting, whatever, whatever Sting's real name is. I don't even know it off the top know. of my head. Uh, Madonna's like why am I saying things that I don't know the answer to but the point is they went so all in on their names that I don't I I can't I can't come up with their names but if you're if if you go by Kid Rock what am I supposed to call you if yeah. my name is Kid Rock and you're like hey kid I'm like yeah. <laughs> well how about F you how about that <laughs> Mr. Rock <laughs> Mr. Rock K Rock that's like the radio station in New York. <laughs> the old, well, it's an old radio, <laughs> old radio station in New York City. Your home for alternative uh, rock hits or something. <laughs> I also noticed Ehrlich. That was the bossy guy that owns the house where they live, right? Who will uh, spoilers? have increasingly ridiculous bongs that he's smoking out of throughout this series. Amazing. (laughs) Um, He had a shirt that said, I know HTML. (laughs) And then it said, how to meet ladies. Yeah. And even though that's ridiculous, it made me think of like the FBI shirt from back in the 90s. Female body instructor. Yeah. Like, of course he has a shirt that says, I know HTML. That's the kind of guy he is. My eyes aren't very good, and I've 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 
watched up to date all of the available episodes. Um, but I haven't watched them. You know, I've only watched it through the whole series through once. But my eyes aren't very good, and I just saw like, oh, I know HTML. I'm like, oh, that's like a that's like a pretty like weak, you know, brag. Like that's a low <laughs> low level brag. I didn't. My eyes aren't good enough. My eyes aren't good enough to have read. <laughs> How to meet ladies? <laughs> that's so funny. Oh. So the technic, uh, the techno babble, was a lot of that put on or, so like, I'm was it actual legitimate shop talk that I since I don't know computers I didn't know what they were saying or was it a lot of you know um, gadgets and gadgets and things they're just making up to be more ridiculous for the show so Mike Judge is the I don't know how much he's involved with the actual writing of every show but it's his idea Mm -hmm. he's a super smart guy and he made um uh, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. He did uh, Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. uh, and believe it or not, even though those those shows are what they are, and I love them for what they are, like he is an actual he is actually a really smart guy, and yeah, a lot of that stuff like this um, the programmers uh-huh. you're talking about the tech the techie speak mm-hmm. and they're like look at this Wiseman score right the the compression is uh, out of control and blah 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 and how did he make this happen and he's able to do X and Y uh, um, searching over a searching compressed files like while what Pied Piper is is kind of fictitious it's a kind of fictitious thing they really I guess there isn't a real Algorithm that's like as amazing as what that product, you know, mm-hmm. what they're sort of discovering slowly is this this gem in this like you know <laughs> show of a of a of a application that um, Hendrix is creating. There is there is something absolutely amazing and great inside, which of course is why he's offered you know either millions or hundreds of millions. Um, to either be bought out or to go into business for himself. Um, so yeah, I think they do a pretty good job. I mean, I don't, I don't personally know a lot about the the ins and outs of all of the technical stuff that they're talking about, but th- there's some real knowledge behind it. Hmm, that's good to know. So, I just have two more things. Do you have more things? I have a couple of things. Uh. So, my comments are about two actors in particular. Okay. One is um, Gavin, who's played by Matt Ross. Gavin <laughs> is a douchebag. He really is. Um, Matt Ross also played a douchebag in Big Love, where he was the fundamentalist prophet's son, Albie Grant. It took me probably about halfway through the first episode that we watched before I was like, that's where I know him from. So I don't know if I don't know if like douchebag is his tight like is he a character actor as douchebag <laughs> or is this just a coincidence that I have happened to see him in two things where he's a douchebag I don't know <laughs> I'll have to conduct some more research. Jury's still out on that one. He's really good at playing a douchebag though. I'll give him that. When people are good at playing douchebags, don't you just think like 
Oh, well, you're probably miserable to be around. Probably a little, yeah. <laughs> um, and my final comment is Big Head, a.k.a. Nelson Baghetti. That's so funny. Um, reminds me of Derek Waters from Drunk History. Oh my gosh, he's like a young, awkward yeah. <laughs> Derek Waters. Yeah. That's so funny. I like that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, I do have a few things. Okay. There's a moment, I didn't write it down. I didn't write down the exact thing. It was some sort of business prospectus. There was some phrase, there was a word that Richard Hendricks didn't understand that the guy, the billionaire, with the weird little car. Yeah. Wolflow, Woodrow, Barklow. Peter Gregory. Peter Gregory. I wasn't even in the ballpark. Peter Gregory uh, has a $200,000 deal with Richard Hendricks Mm -hmm. for a, what is it, 5% 5 stake in... His company. And (laughs) I don't want to say, well, I don't know if you care about ever watching this again or not. But um, Peter Gregory is an interesting character to me. I I love him. So Peter Gregory has a meeting with Hendrix after after he decides to go with him and not um, Gavin Belson. So he turns down millions. From Hooli. From Galvin, yeah, Galvin Belson's uh, company, Hooli. Hendrix initially works at Hooli. Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting in this meeting, this meeting with Peter Gregory, and Peter's, like, just, like, super annoyed that uh, Hendrix doesn't have all of his ducks in a row and doesn't have, like, well, where's your business uh, prospectus, and where's this, and where's all the, you know says all these like technical business things and he's just like oh i thought this was just like a general meet and greet or whatever yeah says something like that so then like we see like he's just all annoyed and so he leaves and oh well you have to get this to me within you know you have to go back and make all this happen he's really annoyed so then the next the next time we really see uh robert The next time we see Richard Hendricks, he's Googling. He's, like, looking at the Wikipedia article for this (laughs) incredibly technical thing that he needs to, like, figure out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've so been there where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can get you the this and that. And I'm like, I need to start at the the ground level. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Let me go. (laughs) Let me go get on Wikipedia for that. So, let me tell you why, if I may, mm-hmm. Virginia, mm-hmm. why I thought that this was something that you might like, or something that is worthy of our time, besides just torturing you with having to watch programmers. Programmers is just so funny. Programmer. <laughs> it really is. The, the storytelling throughout... Like, really, each episode, and across as much as, again, this the whole thing isn't finished, so I can't vouch for the whole thing, but I have, I have really, I'm very excited to see the, to see the end of this, uh, this series. The storytelling is so good. Like, you know how, like, I'm not one of these people who are like, oh, 
I know what's gonna happen next. What's gonna happen next is this and this. Like I don't think I just want I want a show to happen to me. I want a story. Just like tell me what your story is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one of these like oh I I I knew that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. And <laughs> Spoiler alert! Cent. It's been twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so our show is called Wait You've Never Seen. If fair point. Mm-hmm. Point taken. Okay. He was dead the whole time, everybody. <laughs> uh, like, I don't, yeah. But, like, I, I still, I love when it seems like, oh, okay, like, y- you kind of get the idea, like, what happens in a horror movie when the attractive blonde teenager takes a shower? Oh, she's dying. She's dead, you know? I love it when a movie or a show will take, like, these tropes, these things, that, like, okay, you know what's going to happen next, and then, like, it shifts, and it goes this way other way. Like, I think the writers of, of, of Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, they do such a great job of, like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next, and I need to see the next episode, because, like... Almost, like, with... You know how, like, even in the two episodes... We saw two episodes. We should probably mention that sooner. We saw two episodes of this. The first and second episode of season one. And the last few moments of each of these episodes, it's like, oh, like, like, this is... Everything's changed. Like, there was... There was a... There was a... A way you thought things were going to happen, or at least I thought things were going to happen, and then there was, like... There's a turn. Yeah, I didn't expect... I don't know why I didn't expect, because uh, Gavin, what's his name, is a douchebag, like I said. Nelson. That they would have had his algorithm and would be trying to crack it, because Derek Waters lookalike got hired (laughs) by Gavin. um, And so now Gavin is kind of a spy for him. Sort. That's how it seems at the end of the second episode, because Big Head is calling... What's his name? Hendricks. Yeah. To be like, hey man, they got your algorithm and they're going to try to beat you to market or whatever. So, um, yeah, like you're saying, I did did not see that. Like, I assumed at some point they would try to, you know, go head to head. The companies duke it out. But I didn't see something as simple as them emailing, him emailing it to the programmers would be his undoing as it seems at this point. Right, when it's happening, you're just like it doesn't seem in the in the telling of the story. That's what it's just this throwaway like, Come on, nerd, show me what show me your thing. So we're just gonna make fun and the the sort of the whole thing is like, Oh, okay, they're gonna find a way to like make him feel silly and blah blah blah. And then you're told, like, oh, there is something good there. You may have forgotten the fact that he shared it with the programmers, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love when a show ends. I I think the well, not every, uh, not absolutely every episode of The Sopranos is like this, but The Sopranos will like do this too. I think Breaking Bad was good at this. Of like, I love a show where I'm like, I like I I yell out loud. I'm like, no, I I need to know what's hap- Like, what's gonna happen next? Like, you changed something in the last few moments of the show, and now I'm like. Ooh. What? 
That's so good. And I think it's difficult to do it because, you know, you we've we can anticipate a lot. Yeah. Even if you're not trying to, like, ruin it for yourself, which I think most men, if they're honest with themselves, when they're watching a television show or movie, they're trying to ruin it for themselves. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's going to happen next? I see. Do you have other items? I'm good. So would you like to guess if this pastor failed the Bechdel test? I mean, we have a couple of women. Mm-hmm. Maybe just two named female characters. There were two named female characters. Um, I don't think they talked to each other they... about anything besides all those dude bros. They didn't talk to each other at all. Oh, they didn't talk to each other. The okay. two... There were a few unnamed female characters, but um, the two named female characters were Monica, who I think is uh, Peter Gregory's assistant, and then Mochaccino, the stripper. And they were never in the same room together or on the phone together or anything. Mochaccino? So, fail. I hope that improves in the future. But my hopes are pretty low. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'll just leave it at that. So, has your opinion changed? You've kind of talked about it. Your opinion hasn't really changed. You're still looking forward to watching the now airing season on HBO, correct? Yes. So, it's a a really smart show. It's a smart show. It's a fast show. There's, There's lots of little visual things. Lots of little visual jokes in there. Um... Just the title sequence alone, which I haven't, unfortunately, haven't mentioned until right now. The title sequence alone is so interesting because it's all, um, all these little tech companies, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a Napster balloon that gets really big and then deflates like almost right away. Like they tell, they are, they're almost telling the story of, you know, they're visually telling the story of all these different companies in the tech industry. It's, it's, uh. It's pretty great, like just that, and so upon I, it, it's definitely something, and no, you know, no pressure, of course. It's definitely something I'm gonna I'm gonna be re uh, gonna want to rewatch mm-hmm. because there's just so much there's so much there, I think. So, are there any pop culture references that you? Uh... Not really. I mean, I assume, like. Ghoulie Blob and who like their stand-ins for names, like Google and Yahoo and, but they can't say those names because of like legal reasons. So they um, want to say whatever horrible thing they want to about Huli without mentioning, without getting sued, basically. Right. Exactly. By a company taking over the world. So just in the ways like, oh, I wonder which tech company this is supposed to represent or is it a amalgamation of a bunch of different tech so like in that way i guess i was kind of figuring that out but not really anything that's like oh that's where that meme comes from or anything like that i see as for today's technology i mean it's airing now so right i mean they're living in the moment so it's fine it's fine (laughs) Do you have anything else to discuss? Just real quickly, yes. I love when I love Gal, uh, Gavin Belson's um, 
his uh, his gu- his personal guru. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Or guru, I think. And like, Gavin's like, oh, I want to talk to you real quick. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, have a seat. And he goes, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting this summer. <laughs> what? Dude? You're not sitting this summer? Like, that's <laughs> like. Does that also include laying down? Like, how do you, if you're going to sleep, do you sleep standing up? Or how do you transition from standing to sleeping? Because it seems like sitting should be in there somewhere. Doesn't everyone, like, just, like, you you turn off the alarm, you you, you sigh, (laughs) and you swing your legs out. Well, I have the dog on my side of the bed, so I don't want to step on the dog. So I gingerly put my feet down on the ground. And then you're kind of sitting. Yeah. Like, there's always sitting as a part of it. I'm going to start getting out of bed like Superman and just put my arms (laughs) out and, like, lift off. I'm doing the arm motion right now, audience. Does he have ropes that he can just pull himself (laughs) to a fully standard position and walk off the bed? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's what he does. So, that about wraps it up. You can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And we're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find a lot of other great shows there, so check those out. And as for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows that we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time, we'll be watching The It Crowd. The IT Crowd. As... You may have noticed I I'm the one who hasn't seen that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So Peter Gregory has a meeting with Hendrix after they after he decides to go with him and not Bell uh, Gavin Belson mm-hmm. of Go Gooly 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 Blue Gooly Bib Ghoulie glue? No, Ghoulie Bib is that. No, don't go with Ghoulie Bib. You have to back up, baby. You gotta delete that. It's not Ghoulie Bib. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, I almost had it. I don't know why I'm silently putting this in. I could just ask. Hooli. Hooli.